Here we go. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the coolest uh-huh. mixed martial arts podcast in the world, the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate. Cool guy, John. Knee. Brandon. Brandon's sticking I'm with sticking the knee with moniker. It, I like it. I like it. We might. I'm telling you, we might bring that back every once in a while. <laughs> you never know. Sometimes you got to keep people on their toes. Boys, we got a lot to get to today. We're going to recap all the madness of UFC 2. And sadness. And sadness of UFC 274. <laughs> then we're going to give our picks and predictions for this Saturday night's UFC Fight Night main event. Jan Blachowicz versus Alexander Rakic. And then, in honor of Mother's Day, our very own John is going to hit us with a game called Hoosier. Woo! Yeah. And finally, mm-hmm. all the news and happenings in the world of MMA. And trust us, there was a lot of news and happenings Jeez. in the world of combat sports in general this week. All that and more, but first, Brandon, <laughs> your face to the game was very, uh, you just found out we were playing a game. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Do you know where that's from? No. That no? Play, play the clip for him one more time real The quick. game that we are going to play today in honor of Mother's Day, Brandon, is called Who's Your... Mama. Come on, Brandon. Okay, well, we know Brandon doesn't love his mom or Mother's Day for that Jeez. matter. Um, wow. You know, you were just getting on me for like some ACDC song last week. Come on. It's a cult classic. Yeah. The number one mom-related song ever. Nothing. Still nothing. I got, I got nothing. Wow. Ouch. Are you going to tell me who it is? It's Boys to Men. Oh, yeah. It's not you know, Still, I probably don't know who that is either. Really. I mean, I've heard of them or that person. Uh, hey, they performed in our hometown yeah, of Kokomo, Indiana, so you should know that. Cool. Local legends. And they performed a song called Can You Stand the Rain? In the Rain. Mm. Which was about the most magical thing you could ever see. That sounds pretty it intense. It was pretty amazing. I might have cried. Yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of uh, bewildered older women out there. <laughs> bewildered. <laughs> It's a big word. That is a big word. Boys, what's up, man? How is everybody's week? And if you want to talk about Mother's Day, that's fine, too. I don't care. I just want to know. How's everybody doing? Good. Good, good, good. good. I didn't get forced this weekend. Got to spend time with family. You can't beat that. Yeah, I did, too, man. Got a lot done around the house. It was nice. good. How are you feeling, Brandon? I spent, uh, again, one, two, two weeks in a row now. Spent a ridiculous amount of time in my yard. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> oh, dude, me uh, too. Got a little bit sunburned. Not happy about that either. So, uh, How close are you to just graveling out your whole yard or like paving it? <laughs> if it weren't for my wife, I'd probably do it. Yeah. <laughs> just fill it with sand. It's a beach. Yeah. yeah. Mother's Day was good, though. Mm-hmm. Good. Got some Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Mm. Did you get uh, casser- the casserole, uh, hash brown casserole? I did, yeah. yeah. I get yeah. the grandpa's breakfast. It's like. Chicken and gravy oh, and eggs yeah. and casserole and I have biscuits get, and grits. I have yeah. to get the casserole and the apples, the sweet mm. apple things every time. Yep. Every time. And the dump, chicken and dumplings. Oh, man. That's, I've had that. That's what I got last time I went. Got a little sampler. Got a little piece of meatloaf, some dumplings. Yeah. It was... This, oh, those dumplings are next level. Top notch. Next, next level. Uh, well, boys, we're just going to get into it because we have so much to talk about with UFC 274 and beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we do, Brandon, let the people know what we need them to do uh, to support this little, um, what do you want to call it, small business of ours for free. Why are you I'm timing you, dude. Oh, you're timing me. Okay. So, Something's off with Brandon. Brandon's off. 
Like, do we need to like start this over? So, no, I'm good. Bra- I, Brandon's out of it. I think I'm getting a little this, nervous. I don't, I don't know what <laughs> so this is Brandon. about. He's like increments of five. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know we were doing oh, a game. Wait, new. before we get into that, John, do you have any boxing facts that you want to hit us with? He's going to the Are phone. Are we jumping straight into John's this? going to the phone. Yeah. Here's the thing. You know, I'm glad I just thought of that. Here's the thing. I was actually going to save it for my one thing, so you could just have to eat. Well, it. we can't go out with that. Yeah. So here's my thing. It's like it's like a good story. You don't you know you don't bring up new points in the conclusion paragraph, right, right. Brandon? It's probably yeah, you don't want to do that unless yeah. you want to do like a conclusion later, you know, part two. No, so here's the thing about boxing, right? Okay. So for people that don't know, if you didn't listen last week, um, I called John out for his um, ridiculous, audacious, audacious statement of boxing is bigger globally than mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Based on that. Yes. Being bigger. Uh, boxing is an Olympic sport. Let's start there. <laughs> so 76 countries. Who watches it? People, uh, I'm saying every single country. Who watches Olympic 76 countries. Okay, you're right. Here's the thing. 76 countries send athletes okay. to do boxing. All right, all right, right? Calm down. I went to 10, sorry. Right. On top of that, boxing is big enough to make money strictly off of advertising. And they don't have to do pay-per-views. People don't call out the NFL and NBA because they're not pay-per-views, right? I, I get Can we fidget. stop you there for a second? I got to get my fidget. Go ahead. Is it they're big enough to make money off of advertisers, or that's their sole source of revenue because nobody buys the pay-per-views? No, they do, though. But here's my thing. Where's no, the ding, 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 ding? No, no, no. Go ahead and hold on to that because here's the other thing. Boxing is attended almost double the amount of UFC fights. Wait, what? Say that one more the, time. The attendance at boxing fights is almost double the no biggest way. UFC fight. Oh, 100%. Because they do the same venues. No, they don't. Well, I guess close. like you know, Fury just did that like. So okay, stadium over. In- what would you think is the biggest attended UFC event? Gatewise, uh, well, it wasn't Australia. I'm not good mm-hmm. with this. I know I Canada was up there. Canada's like got to be two or three. I'm not good with Australia. Gate stuff. Australia was the biggest. I think the they, biggest. Yeah, Whitaker and Adesanya. Sure, fifty-seven thousand people. Okay, for Dillian White and Tyson Fury, yeah, uh, a couple of weeks one. ago was ninety-four thousand. Yeah, that was a big one. That was a big one. But what the pay per views do, baby? But, here, but let me get back around to this. No, 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 no. What's so they that? did forty thousand more people. Okay. Okay. That event. So for the UFC to even topple that, they have to combine their top two events. Okay. The top six attended events in history are boxing, and of those three, three of the five or three of the six are in the past three years. Okay, I was gonna say how many of the okay so three. Yes, I'd say because like if you want to talk like how many of those were before MMA was even a sport? No, 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 no. no. So two. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, ninety four thousand. But what uh, did their pay per views do? Joshua because and Klitschko was ninety thousand people. But what the pay per view? Canelo and Saunders was seventy three thousand. What did the pay per view do? And this is where I'm getting to the other side. I bet less than five hundred thousand. Most bodies. of these are streamed on on streaming sites. What do you mean? Like Danzen and, and stuff like that. Kind of how? Well, it would still count as subscriptions. Though. Okay, subscriptions. So then we go into the views of things, right? So uh, get over to this. Now, when we talk about streams. Um, Canelo Alvarez and Rocky Fielding did 26 million viewers. Who? Uh, Canelo Alvarez and Rocky Fielding in Madison Square Garden did 26 million viewers. On what? On streaming apps. I don't believe that. Bro, it's right here. The numbers are online. You can Where'd go find you them yourself. Where'd you get those from? Facebook article? TV. Yeah. It's from TZ as <laughs> On streaming sites? <laughs> it's on TV, Azteca, and Televisa in Mexico, because I told you Canelo's huge oh. in a whole other country. See that? Yeah, but mean, that's global. But see that? The UFC has that same issue where in some countries, like the UFC, we pay but, pay-per-views, and in other countries, it's just on like some random channel. 
hundred percent. But that's why I'm saying you can't use pay per views as the main. But that goes. But whatever the UFC is doing, you could add on more based on what whatever. But you didn't present those. I'm presenting these. Whatever. Sure. I mean, twenty six million. I get what you're UFC's saying. UFC's never came close to that when you talk about pay per view buys, right? Oh no. They, I think two two point three million. Okay. I'm just talking about pay per views. But, but what did those pay per views do? But they weren't pay per views, is what I'm saying. I bet they weren't. No, they were. They were streamed. The, this fight, this Canelo fight that happened last night, Danzen decided to say, "Okay, we're going to do pay per views now." And sure, I haven't so, been able to find those numbers. So, so Danzen is what people in the U.S. use, but right? I don't think that's well, no. It's global. global. I don't. Well, know. no, it's not, it's not always global. So. But there's other. What I'm saying is they added up all of them for that. Right. So what I'm saying is, if like you take a UFC pay per view and then you factored in whatever like Telemundo or whatever in Africa, whatever Maybe. Or the UK, we're not even looking at the, I was just talking strictly. But what I'm saying is we don't have those numbers. I have these numbers. I mean, right I could here, find them. I'm sure. But you don't have them. If right I had now. a week. <laughs> so then <laughs> here's the other thing. Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. That was a couple weeks ago, yes. right? Last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. That drew an attend or had an audience of 1.5 million streamers on Dan's and globally. Okay. These are numbers. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got, Andy Ruiz Jr. and Anthony Joshua too did 1.8 million on Danzen. Okay. Uh, Canelo and uh, Dan- Daniel Jacobs did 1.2 million. But here's the thing about Danzen. Danzen's like five dollars a month. No, it's twenty. Okay, so it's twenty dollars a month, mm-hmm. but you get unlimited everything. Right. If the UFC, if like ESPN Plus was twenty dollars a month, do you know how outrageous their buys would be? Because everybody would pay it then. The UFC's paying, but per why wouldn't event. they do that? Plus, you have to pay a five dollars subscription just to get to that. Right, point. but what I'm saying is they're not big enough to not do pay per views, or they would. Well, I think that's probably where you're getting into with your, um, uh, what were you talking about with, um, like, uh, sponsorships and different. things. Right, that's like what that, I'm saying. Different boxing is so big. Well, that's because UFC wants to be a private their own shit, their own thing. Right. Too. Well, and all these are promotions are their own thing. That's why you have so many belts. Well, but every, every boxer is like a private, um, an independent contractor right. because it's like Mayweather promotions and Pacquiao, uh, right. promotions They're, presents WBA. Well, that's the, why there's only so many pay-per-views because those guys get all the money from that. Right. But that's what I'm but saying. But the numbers, is, I mean, ESPN, right. Top ranked boxing, uh, Tiafimo Lopez and Lomachenko did 2.73 million views. On you, but it was five dollars. But what I'm saying is, it's so big that they don't have to make it a pay per view. But I'm telling you, if because why would you put it out for five dollars if it wasn't huge? What what title was that for? For Lomachenko's titles. But what, what, like what weight class? About uh, one thirty five, I believe. Okay, forty. So if you put the band, who's our band and weight champ? If you did like Alderman. if you did Aljo versus Dillashaw on ESPN Plus for free mm-hmm. for five dollars as a pay per view, it would destroy that. No, it wouldn't. Or else they'd be doing that. You well, can make more money that way, no, right? People buy pay per views because it's but a big what sport. I'm saying is, people care. But this is what I'm saying, right? This free card that did 2.73 million views with Lomachenko and Lopez. If you do $75 a piece on those, obviously they blow the UFC gates out the water. I can't wait to see what the ABC card does. That'll be big. If but I'm just saying card, right now. If it's a big card. And then when you're talking about pay per view buys, also, I mean, Floyd runs that. And but it's that's, not even but that's, close. That's way, that's over. 2017? Yes, like what? Six years ago? Seven okay, years ago? Okay, you said 15 wait, 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 years in No, I no, said... when he fought Pacquiao. I said we did fight Conor in that I, one. And then Pacquiao uh, was 2015 before that. I said that. the last decade, and then I said I'd even go five to eight years. Okay. So he falls in that range. Right. I'm just saying there's there's some in there that do pay-per-views. 
I'm saying not right, everybody does. I'm them. saying right now, as we sit here in 2022, it's not a bigger sport. Yeah, it, 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 I just told you it was. No, you did it. Yes, I did. You told me TV. Tyson Fury did 90,000 people. UFC could not do a venue that big or else they would. That's 90,000. You want to know why they won't? Because you said Connor's the most popular athlete in the world, right? Sure. He's not even in the top 30 Listen, of attended if, UFC events. If they, did, if they did a stadium show, Dallas, Texas, with Conor McGregor, they'd sell it out. They'd do it. 90,000 They'd do it. They, they would. But I they, think man, do don't, don't you think the reason they don't do it, some of that has to do with whether or not they want to sanction the event? No, I think it's because or they know they can't get that it, many people to show up and stay. Mm. They definitely could. No. Well, and they'd be hard. Why wouldn't and, they do it, though? And the thing well, about the, the Fury. is pretty specific and picky about where they do their shows. Sure. Like, yeah. It wasn't Dillian, Dillian White's from the UK, right? Right. So you got two UK, UK guys in the UK. So you'd have to do Connor like somewhere in the UK to get that 90,000. Tyson Fury ain't doing 90,000 in the UFC US. London didn't show up on this list. Sure, but I'm saying. And those were all the biggest well, fighters in the UK. that was at the O2. It's a smaller venue. But that's what I'm saying. Why not do a bigger one? Well, it was a fight Because you can make more money that way. It was a fight way. night, too. And I was just talking about free fights that did just as many views or bigger views. It was just a fight night, though. But these are title fights. UFC's doing it with, like, number three versus number four. Not on the big numbers. But I'm... What do you mean? What I'm saying is, like, these big numbers that you're talking about with pay-per-views, obviously, they have title fights. Yeah, but the UFC's not doing title fights, and they're competing. They're doing crazy numbers. What do you mean the UFC isn't doing title fights? Like, for free cards. You think the fight night numbers are matching the boxing no, numbers? No, not, not, not a, even not, close. Not a pay-per-view. Because they're two, not as big. But not with a title fight. They're just not as big. Well, they're, they're doing title fights for not free. Not all of them are title fights. They who, do contender fights. And who who's what are those numbers? I, haven't, I'm saying, I picked up the, the big numbers to match the big numbers you brought up, but we can look it up. Right. Well, I'm saying the UFC doesn't do free title fights typically, so we'd have to look at those. But that's numbers. what I'm saying is that the boxing is so big, they can do title fights for free because advertisement. Because they're that popular. They're that big. They bring in the viewers. 2.73 million. John, there's, there's no numbers still that support that. I just said them all. No. Yeah, I just me, did, but me, it's okay. You're giving me you know? $5 streaming platform numbers. And but I'm, I'm telling just you. saying they're that big, they don't need to charge $75 because they make so what much you, more money. What do you think Francis and John Jones would do for $5 or on or on national TV? I don't know. It depends. Be insane. Maybe. Be insane. The numbers don't support that. And what though. if they did that fight in Africa? Maybe. In, in Francis's home But country. they got to do it. Just saying. They got to feel big enough to do it, and just they just saying. haven't showed that. A lot of that's sanctioning too, though, like Brandon said. Like France, you know, like France just got sanctioned. You know, well, so if they were big. If if they're so big, then why aren't they sanctioned everywhere? What's the Singapore? That's in a big venue, isn't it? It aren't should they doing, be. Aren't well, they doing a big venue there? I mean, you would think mm -hmm. it's a big pay per view in the country that they haven't really done anything in. Yeah, you still didn't do anything to convince me. Well, it's what about okay. you, Brandon? Boxing sucks. I don't even care. I don't like, think boxing sucks. Like no, for the record, I do enjoy boxing. I don't. So my my I can't have these kinds of discussions because my thing is like, okay, what are we going to use to determine whether or not one sport's bigger than the yeah. other? Yeah, it's just opinion. I mean, it is opinion. Then right that's, there. Definitely. That's what I said. You can say it's number one in your heart. but No, but it is. I mean, but the numbers just, don't lie. But there's no numbers in that. I just said a bunch of them. I'll send you. You oh, could have made them up. I didn't. I can show you to them. You can go right to the website. Don't do that. You're going to make me go down a hole. Please do uh, it. Take all the time you want. Uh, no, we got to move on. We're 15 minutes in. Uh, if you don't like boxing, it probably felt a lot like the co-main event. Moving on to the car. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like everybody's gone now. Like, yeah. but only a, like, like all, subscribe. Jake, Jacob's still here. Spotify. All this UFC 274 stuff and these guys are yeah. complaining about boxing versus MMA. Brandon, yes, go ahead. Like, subscribe, follow us on iTunes, Spotify. Um, You can leave five us stars. a review on both of those. Leave us five stars. Please. Let these guys know what you think. Please comment. Send mm -hmm. some spend some responses in. What's, what's bigger, boxing? or MMA we want to know that is a good that is a good one we would love to know that but boys nothing in boxing is bigger than last night UFC 274 Charles Dubrox Oliveira defeating 
Justin Gaethje by first round rear naked choke. Boys, he does it again. Yeah. We'll get to the weight cut stuff in a minute. Let's let's just focus on this fight because it was absolute madness. It was an amazing performance for the third fight in a row. Charles mm-hmm. Oliveira goes down in the first round, but he's still out doing himself because instead of waiting for the second round, he does it in the first yeah. round. <laughs> Jeez, this man. guy, man, this guy. Uh, like I said, we'll get to the weight stuff. Don't focus on that right All now. Right. Just the fight, your guys' thoughts, because I'm still like, this dude is unreal. He's got to be the most exciting fighter he's in the UFC. Unreal. And he's it's not unreal. Close. He's unreal. I mean, I, I couldn't just the room. I mean, we lost Damien for a while, and he, and he, yeah. he even was all the way fully energized <laughs> oh, by the time we got you through cannot, that. Man. Yeah, I mean, uh, what more could to could Gaethje want than to hurt him twice, get yeah. a chance to finish? Twice he dropped him twice. He didn't follow him to the ground. Obviously, that's probably a smarter move if you feel yeah. like you don't have that type of game. But yeah. if he did have that type of game, he probably has a better chance. Yeah, wow. I mean, I think you know Chandler kind of made a similar mistake. I but feel would like. he though? I mean, I mean, Oliveira, man, is just yeah, nasty. That's what you know. Um, you know, Diaz talked. I think, I think Connor said it about Diaz. But people don't like to go into his guard because they're afraid. So when they yeah. hurt him, they kind of let him off the hook. Yeah, and I think that's what happens with Charles. Like, go ahead and do it if you want. But he's Phew. his jujitsu's on autopilot. He takes the back quicker than anybody I've ever seen. Like his rear naked probably is the most op move in UFC history. Well, what's mm. crazy is even the finish. Uh, like we were talking, Brandon, about the finish because if you go back and watch it, you know he drops Gaethje, and as he's Gaethje's going to the ground, he like tries to throw a right to kind of follow it up, and he misses with it. But he like misses, and then just like that arm just goes zoop right mm-hmm. around the neck, like <laughs> the punch that he was throwing. Uh, but yeah, Brandon, what'd you think? Because uh, yeah, man, like I, you guys said it all. Like I, I guess I'm just gonna take one quote from Chandler because he talked about it in his post fight interview was. Put some respect on all of their stand-up, man. Like, yeah, he, we yeah. watched that three-round war with Gaethje and Chandler, right? And then you go in and you watch Dubronx do what yeah. he did with Gaethje. I mean, who's dropping Gaethje like that in round one? Yeah, like, I can't like even nobody. see. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, yeah. It's, I mean, it was just insane, man. And to get dropped like that twice, like, I don't want to hear anybody say a single word about Oliver being a quitter yeah, anymore. it's over. That yeah. has to be it's done. done. Like, yeah. You can't get into any deeper waters than that. Tough as three fights in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And twice. Twice in his last two fights, he's been dropped in the first. Dustin dropped him twice, and then Gaethje just dropped him twice. Chandler, yep, yep. And I mean, you know, I talked about it a little bit last night. Is like you could tell Gaethje wanted to do the leg kicks. Yeah. But I think, you know, a lot of people talked about how Charles doesn't. DC talked a lot about how Charles doesn't check the leg kicks. But here's the thing Justin wasn't setting those up. He was literally just launching them. And then as soon as he'd miss, Oliveira would lean forward, grab him, throw a knee, you know, punch him. Like he, he had that whole thing sewn up. And then, you know, when we seen the finish, like he lands a big punch, follows up, Straight to the back. doesn't worry about ground and pound, goes right to his A game. Crazy, man. He even was able to peel one arm, and then it was just like, oh, let's make, let me make it deeper then. Yeah. Ooh. And it's, I mean, tap two times in a row. So. You can tell he's really methodical, too, with his striking, because he was timing that uppercut oh, with Gaethje, like, yeah. really, really nice. I mean, he you can tell he had done some game plan, um, studied film. I mean, they, they had really been prepped for this fight. Oh, I, yeah, and I mean, I mean, just to think, I mean, we say it every time he fights, but I told you guys again last night, just his journey from where he was to just where we are now with this guy is unreal. The the transformation in the striking to me is one of the best in the UFC, mm-hmm. but not even just the striking anymore, just from where he was in the pecking order, Mindset. kind of this guy at 145 that was kind of quitting on fights, being honest, mm-hmm. um, very noticeably, and then comes up to 155 and just, just chipping away. I mean, just... Could no could not more yeah. respect for. I seen a list since he's lost to Paul Felder. 
the list of people he's gone through and finished crazy, is yeah. the most ridiculous probably run I've seen. 11 fight win streak. Yep. Yeah. So let's get to the elephant, which is <sighs> he missed weight. Yeah. So a lot has been made. Obviously, a lot's come out. Uh, we've tried to track it all. Seems like, um, and then from here in Dana's, I only got to watch Dana's post fight, mm-hmm. um, and it sounds like it might have been a mishap with the scale at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys heard Dana's post fight, but mm-hmm. he basically essentially said that he thinks what is going on is these guys are coming from other countries and they know, is it kilos? Yeah. Instead of pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he said these guys he thinks are messing with the numbers on the scale. So he said from here on out, um, the UFC is going to have a security guard that just sits with the scale all yeah. the whole time. So nobody's messing with it because a lot of people were half a pound over. Not seems like not just right. Oliver. I think Joe out of thirty. Joe Lazon documented yeah. it on his vlogs, actually, which ended up helping three off. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I don't. I guess I don't want to say. Do you guys think Oliveira sitting here on Sunday should be the 155 pound champ? Because he's not, and that's right. not going to change, right? Dana made his decision, but maybe did they make it a little too harsh? Because here in Dana talk, which he didn't go into detail, but he just said as soon as um, he got the text message of who had made weight, and he was like, "Whoa, like Oliveira wasn't on that list," and he's like, "Why so long?" And because he was like the last one to weigh in, which is right. a little suspect in itself. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Usually the champs get you get priority, so mm-hmm. usually you want to just get in, get it out. So I'm not saying maybe he wasn't struggling a little bit, whatever. But uh, maybe that initial news, you know, Dana was like, "It's the worst. It's the worst thing that could happen." Right. The uh, day before a fight. I don't know about that. Though. To me, the worst thing is that he doesn't show up. Yeah, like somebody I mean? drops out day of. But still, um, you can't help but wonder sitting here today, now knowing everything that we know given the performance that man did they just make a decision way too fast instead of like taking a minute you know yeah i know um i I told you guys i sent you a video of dc getting the news live was basically talking about how he feels like the commission should have kind of knew the game and you know you get some fighters who they step on the scale and the guy just runs it to the weight and then slides it back or you know people will lean like the towel thing yeah there's different things but and i talked about this last night too is you know michael chandler he he his weight goes up like 20 pounds, 30 pounds by the time he fights from the weigh-in. So to think that, you know, you're going to change it, you're going to really mess up a great performance over 0.5 in a a fight where people, you know, they rehydrate and their weight goes up anyways. And I don't know there's a thing about championships and getting on championship weight and all that, but I think that there's enough people who talked about the scale thing that maybe they should have been like, well, let's look into this. When all these other people are, you know, 0.5 over, there might be something going on. Yeah, I just, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think it was a little quick of a decision, I suppose. But I, I don't know. It's hard because I don't know what the answer is, right? Like, I don't yeah. know what you can do other than, yeah, maybe the athletic commission comes in, kind of steps in and says, we're just going to. I consider it a title defense on his record or yeah. something. Like, you well, know, the promotion makes that decision. That's what they kind of said. Like Dana could have made that decision. To, like it's his belt, his title, his promotion. Right. Um, yeah, so, and it's but, like the guy missed by like four pounds. Well, and that's what was my thing because like when we first heard the news, I'm like, oh yeah, Gaethje's winning this. And then I see the video, and I'm like, he looked fine on the scale. He was confused. He seemed kind of shocked. Like it didn't really add up to me then. Mm. Um, and and then you know now given the performance, and I mean, point five pounds didn't win him that fight. And you're just yeah. like, you can't help but see here today and just be like, God, I wish Charles Oliveira was the undisputed champ because yeah. it doesn't mean much, but it does mean something. Well, it changes to his the legacy. Next, all right, the next fight. Well, it right? changes his legacy. 
Well, championship you know? pay is different than regular fighter. Yeah, they pay. asked Dana because uh, I was thinking that too with the pay per view points, and he they said he, they are giving him pay per view points for this fight. They asked him about the next fight. He said, "Well, you know, we'll have to figure that yeah. out." But, I mean, but he had to forfeit some of his purse to Gaethje for this. Though. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That's so. what I'm saying. Like so the, yeah, the financial toll on it is it's it's, unfortunate. It is very unfortunate. Can't help but feel for him, and I can't help but feeling like sitting here. I just wish that dude was the champ because. God, he deserves yeah. it. And I mean, nobody, and, and as much as officially he's not the champ, there's not one fighter no. on the 155-pound roster that's going to be like, he's not the champ. Because yeah. they seen what he does. And I'm so glad that they clarified, Dana did, that he will be next if he wins uh, yeah. that one half. Because I told you guys Friday, that C word that Brandon hates, <laughs> Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Not going to happen. You leave the door open for the UFC to throw Conor in one half yeah. of that fight. They're going to sneak do it. it in. And I mean, you know, I don't think Conor's next for Oliveira. Um, no. it's hard not to think that, uh, has Islam, Islam has to be yeah. Islam. Well, you think you would think, um, but he did call Connor out, which makes that really hard, you know, mm-hmm. for the UFC to pass on that. Um, but I think Islam, I told you guys last night, you know, you go through Chandler, Poirier, Gaethje, just killers, three absolute killers. That's in the division. Definitely their own style of fighter, but, um, you know, as far as individuals, they're not all the same, but kind of the same, right? Like, mm-hmm. very similar in their games. I want to see a stylistic matchup for Oliver, and I think that's Islam. Just pre- presents a complete different problem. Dana was really pushing the Islam-Dariush uh, fight, though. Well, yeah, and then he said Joe Rogan stopped him in the hallway. Don't and, do it. Yeah, he yeah. said he might have changed his mind. So see. there's plenty of fights for, for Benny, man. And, you know, Benil's on a good tear. I think he's on, like, six or seven in a row. But, dude, Islam's won, like, ten. But yeah. he hasn't won any inside of the top 10. I know, yeah, but it's I unfortunate. Mean, it, it is tough, but hey, I say, what, what do you got to lose at this point? And I'm a big Islam fan. Sure, yeah, yeah I know just, what you mean. Just, just, I kind of, you know, we talked about it last night with the whole Abu Dhabi thing, like Fight Island type yeah, of situation. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that, because that's where Islam wants it. Yeah, I, I, feel like, I feel like at this point, Charles deserves a home fight in yeah. Brazil. Like, he's d- gone through the three toughest fights you can probably think of. Yeah, and speaking of um, um, Abu Dhabi... Um, with Gaethje, because yeah. Gaethje spoke a lot about Abu Dhabi and just mm-hmm. how, how tough he it would is. never do Couldn't Fight Island again. Um, as far as what could be next for a guy like Justin Gaethje, I told you guys, I listened to him on the uh, Full Sin podcast, and I mean, he was very matter-of-fact and very quick to answer that he does think that that was his last chance at the title, but he also said that moving up and weight down or down in weight isn't an option either, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, Benil could be there. I mean, there's so many options yeah. at 155, but, uh, you know, that's a second crack at the title. And it's, you know, he even said in that interview, it's hard to get a second crack, let alone a third. So, yeah. And a lot of it depends on who has the belt, too. Cause, you yeah. know, if you're still winning and somebody else gets it, it you know, it presents a situation. Look at Max Holloway. Yeah. Very yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. That is a good point. Boys, the co main event, mm. the women's strawweight title. All right. Uh, Carla Sparza defeating, dominating. What a fight. Rose Namajunas by split decision. Moving on to the next fight. Uh, Michael, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I was going to roll with it. <laughs> we can't do yeah. that. We, we got it. We, there is a little to talk about. So, um, obviously, terrible fight. Probably, I'm safe. I don't think this is recency bias. The worst UFC five-round fight I've ever watched. I think mm-hmm. it was worse than Nganu Lewis. That was three. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. Not fight, not even five rounds. But, you know, that fight, I told you guys, at least every time those guys did throw, yeah, you there were was like, some tense. Oh, oh, yeah. like, oh, man, something could happen. This, this one. was just terrible. Um, absolutely terrible. I did go back and rewatch it today, but I did not rewatch the fight. I was rewatching in between the rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the commentators actually called something out that I found to be very interesting. 
And that was the um, contradictions, I guess, between Pat Barry and Trevor Whitman in Rose's corner. Um, and, and I would say that was true. I, I think they were very contradictory as to where I felt like Pat was, you know, he was like complimenting like, hey, you hear these boos? This is exactly what we want. That means we're sticking to the game plan. And then, you know, Trevor Whitman would be, you know, then it's his turn to talk. Maybe a little bit more. And he's like, well, let's go. Like, let's get aggressive. It's time to go now. But then as they're walking away, Pat's like, yeah, but remember, she's going to shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I have some thoughts on that. I, I wonder if Pat is more of the, because we talked a lot about Rose and emotions, right? Like she gets very emotional sure. when she fights. I wonder if Pat is like his role. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know but, his role either. But his role more of like kind of a, keeping her emotions in check as much as he can, making yeah. sure her headspace is right, and then Trevor comes in with like you know the tactical strategies mm. and. That but he was thing. giving. I felt like he was giving like game plan stuff. Like hey, yeah, like he was like yeah. I mean, he, you can, we can rewatch it. That but four, that four is killing. Yeah, her, the four. I yeah, mean, that I uppercut mean, landed a couple, couple times, times, but not. Yeah. It didn't change the fight. But the whole yeah. I mean, every time he would start out like, hey, we're doing exactly what we want to do. Mm -hmm. We got her this. We got her that. Yeah. You know, and it's just like. And then Whitman, you know, he would come in and, you know, he was just kind of like, yeah, but we need to get going, you know, yeah. now make her start making her pay. And I think at one point she told her to drop technique and just go. Yeah. Like, I thought it was, you know, wait, yeah, yeah, he did. And the, I think it was between the fourth and fifth. Yeah. He was like, hey, let's just like, yeah, because it's like they came in with that game plan and like Pat was so, you know, but once mm -hmm. you're in there, you know, there we've heard so many fighters say it. Like sometimes mm -hmm. your game plan just goes out the window. Every mm -hmm. fight's different. You don't really know. Yeah. Um, but here in Jacob's perspective as somebody who does corner people a lot, he's coached a ton, ton of experience. Um, he said personally, he's not a fan of like spouses or family members being in the corner because it can just be Bias. so hard to stay objective. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that, go ahead. No, you're good. I don't want to interrupt Yeah, you. no, that, that's really it. I just think that there is something to be said. And I thought it was very interesting going back that Pat was the first one to speak. You know, and I guess you could say, well, Whitman gets the last word, but Pat never gave Whitman. Every time Whitman, Whitman would say something as they're walking out, Pat's like, yeah, but she's going to shoot. You know, remember yeah. the game? You know, it was just something like that. So Yeah, I was just going to say, like, that's when you bring up spouse, like, that's interesting for, like, you know, obviously Rose and Pat. But then yeah. think of it as, like, a head coach through, like, Whitman. Sure. I, mean, I think he's a, he's considered her head coach. Oh, right? I would say for sure. So, but, like, for him, you yeah. know, you've got these two spouses in front of you, and one of them is kind of her coach. Like, what do you do? I, I wonder if he feels some type of way. Oh, right? I'm sure. So, it would be hard not to. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and maybe. You know, the loss was something that, he, you know, Pat felt like he had to like, I can't let my, can't let her go through getting taken down and held down again. Yeah. But it, which sucks though, because she was getting up every yeah, time. Yeah, she defended every take. Her, her takedown defense. Did Carla defense, get one takedown? She got oh, two. Two, 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 yeah. Two out of 11. Two yeah, of but one of them, remember like Carla was so deep, got to her hip and that like. wizard. Yeah, and yeah. Rose wizard. I mean, it was just yeah. like, it was like, okay, well, she really's not going to do much. And I mean, I, I will say a little bit today. You know, Carla was like, hey, you can't fight somebody that want, doesn't want to fight you. And maybe some of that does go on Rose, you know, because I mm -hmm. do feel like going, I'm not never going to rewatch that fight. So I don't feel like <laughs> if I'm making an ignorant comment, I don't maybe care. go to sleep. But I feel like in my memory that I do remember feeling like Carla was coming forward and trying to be the aggressor and Rose was just really on her bike the whole time. Well, she definitely shot more than Rose. Yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, well, and then in the fifth round, Rose hits the cleanest double leg of the night. Yeah. And it's like, well, where was that? You could have even pulled that. Still have no problem yeah. with the decision. It is what it is. Um, 
and like with the Rose and Pat thing, even though, like I say all that to say they have had so much success being a team. So it's like, it's hard to be mm-hmm. critical, but something just seemed like it was, well, it'd be real interesting to see some of the interviews that come out after this between with him or Rose or Trevor, if anything, I bet they keep it in house, but mm-hmm. I don't know. They gotta do something. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think so too. You know, I think looking back, this is a, you know, sometimes you see fighters get a little bit too in their head on, yeah. you know, winning a fight and especially champions. Right. Cause there is a lot of, you know, on you to remain and keep the title. Yeah. And, you know, you've seen her submission defense or her takedown defense. You know, she was able to land some some decent strikes. And it's like, if you just let go and, you know, we know how talented she is. I mean, she's beat the best women right. in the division. So I, I don't know how I don't know her situation on how quick she could get back to the title or what that looks like. But I definitely hope she has a way different mindset going into next time she fights somebody like that, because we know how good she is. Yep. Boys. Next fight, Michael Chandler defeating Tony Ferguson by knockout. Punt. Round one, front kick to the face. Holy guacamole. Uh, Yeah, it was a punt. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I saw a lot of people saying best front kick ever. Obviously, super biased Anderson Silva fan. Nothing will ever top that. It's hard to top the first time it happens. Yeah, just the reaction to that. That was like one of my top probably five MMA moments. I mean, we just went nuts in John's basement. I'll mm-hmm. never forget that night. Never. Never forget that moment. Um, but I think we're going to be talking about this knockout all year, knockout probably the year all so the way till December. Yeah. <laughs> and when we're talking about knockout of the year, because wow, boys. I mean, just the angle, the the amount of leg that he was able to get into that. The fr- Is he the, short? Yeah. yeah. The freeze frame of it. Oh, dude. <laughs> I didn't realize that it's was a, real. It's as bad as Frankie's. Like, they both turned into old men. And- you see Conor McGregor said he looks like a chicken. He's like, you yeah. could pull him out of a bag and you wouldn't know he was. Right. Like, you would take a bite out of him. <laughs> Yeah, it, and and for Chandler to say like he doesn't even practice that, he just seen the opening, which Dude. he did say. Yeah, he you know, said he keeps his hands. Yeah, out he wide. does do that, and um, because I mean, it didn't even look like Ferguson seen it coming. Like, no, he he literally didn't expect that to land. And let's give Ferguson some credit here. Round one looked very competitive, looked very good. Um, did, it, did I I said the fight ended in round one? It ended round two. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, very good. I would say maybe one round one. Mm-hmm. Um, did he drop? Chandler you, caught him. It was it was one of those quick like Chandler kind of spun and dropped and turned. Yeah, all Chandler does time. that a lot. He hit him with like an elbow and then a straight shot. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's where it did. But it. Tony looked very competitive. I thought he looked a little stiff at first, those first mm-hmm. like minute or so. But yeah. then when he started loosening up and opening up, I thought he looked really competitive. The, the, so for me, the first half, um, he definitely won via stand up. The second yeah. half of the first round, when he was on his back, that was what yeah. was interesting for me. Because the past two fights Tony's had, he was on his back. I'm glad you he, mentioned that. Yeah. And he wasn't doing super well. But with this fight, kind of won it there. I he thought was he was elbows, he was cut him kind open. of kind of back to his old school Tony, right? He was yeah. feet were on the hips the whole time. Yep. He was creating space, using his elbows, and really active. And Chandler had a couple of good shots, but it was really much more you know Tony S. But he mm-hmm. cut Chandler from the yeah, bottom with exactly, elbows, which is something he was typically known for. So. Yeah. And- it, Go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, it's. I seen somebody tweet that they felt like if Chandler doesn't land that kick, Tony, if Con- Tony keeps fighting how he was up until that point, yeah, you know, you might see a way different result. But Very well, could have been. This is why I like fighters with X factors because you can change a fight at oh, any he's moment. Got it. And yeah. Gosh, man. Yeah, he's got it. Just like I said, I told you guys after that first round, I'm like, gosh, I just want him to stop fighting like this. Though I'm hit a beautiful blast double though. Yeah. When that oh, first man. round, that was like insane. Wrong, head on the wrong side and everything. Yeah, and just powered just, through just it. The power of it. Yeah. Um, and I think DC even called it out 
perfectly is he used that underhook to kind of throw Tony aside mm-hmm. too, and it was just a really good takedown. But and nobody knocks out Tony like that. Yeah, this guy's taken so much damage, and that not might been, be one of the worst knockouts I've ever seen. I mean, I mean just, we were—they didn't even out. put the camera on him for like two, three minutes. It looked scary because they were probably yeah. yeah. And was probably like whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> the fact nobody's done that to Tony is just like you said. That's. It just and not even close to that. I mean, that was just no. crazy. I mean, as as good as Oliveira beat him, he didn't finish him. Yeah, Gaethje did, but it was that was like five rounds. Yeah, of the yeah. Just right. like wearing over him, he just snatched his soul out of his body. Um, called out Connor, another Connor I McGregor like that's call the best out fight. at one seventy. He called him out after he said he wanted the winner of. Uh, he said H. if he didn't get, he he's not going to get that top uh, shot. Though. But, I, but it I, wasn't straight to Connor. Yeah, no. well, for sure. I see. He's like kind of like his. He. I see what you're saying. He. Established, he wants the title. First oh, pick, he would take the title. I get what you're saying. Right. Mm-hmm. He wants Conor McGregor. I mean, I get yeah. it. He's money. been calling. I mean, he's been talking better. about that I, since. I prefer to. that. Sure, than, yeah. sure. It makes more sense because, like, it's like Dustin saying he wants the Oliveira fight. Like, bro, we've already seen that. Yeah, I think it's just hedging mm-hmm. his bets. But I mean, he's he's been talking about Conor since the Hooker fight. So. Yeah. But let's also say probably the best promo cut at the oh. post fight promo cut in a long time. Wow, he went Goosebumps. full. Full like WWF, Macho Man, yeah. Randy Savage. Well, do you remember his first one when he beat Hooker? Oh yeah, I mean it was right around along yeah. that same page. But yeah. I think he the emotion the of that knockout, yeah, and then his the son was there, and like he had all that emotion brewing, and then he just went off. Yeah, I, I here's what I think. I if I if I was given matchmaking abilities mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. this is what I would do. I would do Oliveira versus um, Islam. Mm-hmm. I would do Connor Chandler at 70 just because, come on, come on, right. that fight. You know what I mean? Give me Benil Darius versus Michael Chandler. Yeah. How do you not want to see that car wreck? Yeah. You also got, you know, and then if you want to do Chandler, whatever, you still got Benil. You could do Benil Poirier. You know, Poirier's still out there without an opponent, Hold too. On. Can you repeat what you just said instead of the fight? So you said Oliveira Islam. Connor uh, Chandler at 170. And then I said, give me Michael Chandler versus Benil Darius. But didn't you say Connor and Chandler at one or, time? Or, uh, sorry, I completely butchered that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, sorry. I was, two times in one night? Yeah, sorry. What I was getting at is if uh, that whole stipulation was Connor wasn't in it. Connor's not even ready. Dana right. said that. I, mm-hmm. I, I completely left that out of yeah. my whole stipulation. Okay. So Connor's not even ready. Right. So I what I was saying, was, the way it is in my notes, I didn't even read it though, right, was if Connor's out and say these guys want to fight again, do Islam, because Islam Benil is what they're wanting to make, right? Right. That needs to be Oliveira. We've already discussed that. What I'm saying is then you could do Chandler Benil. Yeah. Okay. Gives Benil another uh, competitive fight. Sorry, Connor should have never been in that equation. Mm-hmm. My whole purpose for that was that Connor's not in it. Because right. I think Dana said he's not even training yet. Like, can't even fully train or spar and stuff. So, mm. um, hard to give him a fight there. Boys, let's finish out this card real quick. Ovin St. Prue defeats Maurizio Shogun Hua. Via split decision, thought the crowd was really rough to those two. Um, yeah. wasn't a terrible fight, but um, you know, it's like I think it's been said by everybody at this point today. I've read, but Shogun's done a lot, man. Yeah, like, come on, he can have one of those. Like the dude <laughs> right. just soccer kick people for a living. In the, the dude's face. been fighting forever. Yeah, uh, Randy Brown defeats Chaos Williams by split decision. What a performance by him! Um, that dude at one seventy is a freak. Yeah, he's scary. He's a big six three, yeah, long, rangy, very well rounded. They got put on the main card because Donald Cowboy Cerrone and Joe Lazon was scrapped because Cowboy woke up woke up Saturday morning with food poisoning. Apparently, he went to like some taco joint there after weigh-ins, and mm. 
Got the poisoning. Um, on the undercard, Brandon Royval defeats Matt Schnell by submission. Guillotine round one. Very significant fight for the flyweight yeah. division. Um, I've seen some people today saying Royval next for the title. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far yet, but mm-hmm. it definitely puts him up there. Maybe like yeah. a Pantoja or maybe you know, give him Moreno if you're not going to do somebody the, big. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely. I think that. I think he's number six, maybe. Yeah, or he's right. I think his only loss is Moreno. I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a killer man. Yeah, he is a big player in the uh, flyweight division. So that one deserved it. And then the last one, we have to bring it up, right? Uh, Andre Fialo defeats Cameron Van Camp by knockout in round one. A really, really nice check left hook from Fialo has mm-hmm. to be said. Um, but I really thought up until that point, Cam was looking good. Caught Fialo. Yeah. Uh, kind of gave him the little body jerks a little bit there. Um, he looked His footwork looked amazing, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they were even commenting on the uh, commentary about right. it. You know, really good head movement. Did never stayed still, but uh, that's what Fialo does, man. He's just, he's a killer. Also worth noting that fight was at 70. Cam wasn't undersized, but he's a 55er, you know, right. typically one. So I hope, I'm well, hoping. Sh- short notice too, right? Yeah. Short notice fight. Um, so I'm hoping he definitely gets enough because I was, I think I was telling one of you guys or Jacob, like, if I'm the UFC, I definitely want to see that guy at 55, like, how big he is. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, to be able to rock somebody like that. Yeah. Like, you got to be sitting there like, man. But uh, shout out to Cam, man. I mean, that's just congratulations to him, you know, um, just to even get that opportunity to go live out his dream. I mean, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I'm sure he inspired a lot of people oh, yeah. from our area. Um, not even just in fighting, man, even for somebody like me with our podcast, right? Like seeing somebody that's just dedicated to what they do, um, stays consistent, always working within um, your vicinity, within, within, yes. And then, you know, making it to the biggest stage, um, just congrats to him and his whole team, mm-hmm. IBG, Pat McPherson. I mean, just, just awesome, man. Just yeah. so cool. And, Can't and, wait to see the next one. Man. And he's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, definitely yeah. going to be all right. I don't think there's going to be a lot of 55ers who are hype. I mean, they weren't before because obviously he couldn't get a fight there. But Best stare down, oh. too. Him and <laughs> oh, that, yeah. I mean, I think he made the most of his whole time there. Did great with social media while he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam's going to be all right, man. I think yeah. he's going to be all right. Man, I was going to tell you guys, I looked on the – when they uh, MMA junkies put up the announcement for that fight. Mm-hmm. Half the comments were just guys going in on the tattoo again. Yeah, yeah. People love to talk about that. <laughs> but I bet he would love that. Like having yeah. a couple times we've had gotten to talk to him, man. I bet he would he would eat that. Oh, up. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just kind of <laughs> seems like the guy he is. So for sure, Brandon. Before we get into our fight night, update us on our scores. All right. So we had a. Is it four scores? Seven or, years ago, or is it seven years ago? It's both. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, don't know. History. One of the best speeches ever. Yeah. Whatever. Um. Okay. So currently, John, you are still in last place with yeah. twenty-two, though. That's a big you, jump. Yeah, for you me. did jump quite a bit. You oh gotta, gosh, you were at seventeen. Yeah. Jeez. Good. You, know, you jumped. Big you're jump. right behind Nate, who has twenty-six. Okay. I came out with seven points last night. Jeez, what did you get? Three for Sparza, three for Oliveira, and oh my one goodness. for Chandler. Oh my so goodness! I have Thirty-four. Holy cow! That's a good jump. Yeah. Holy moly! We got to do something this week. See you at the top, <laughs> fellas. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. No, I, I knew I had a. Good, did I call? Did I get three for Chandler? I think I called second round. Yes. You got yeah, three you, for Chandler. That was my big one. You might be Oliveira. the first person to get. Six points from two. I don't know if anybody's ever gotten. I don't know. I was close to getting like three, three, three because like it would have took nothing insane. for me to have said Chandler second round KO, but you both took one right. and two. Yeah. So. Boys, this Saturday night, let's get to it. UFC fight night. Uh, former champ Jan Blachowicz, uh versus Alexander Rakic. Excuse me. Um, UFC fight night, like I said. Um, 
Jan is coming into this fight off his title defense loss to now champ Glover Teixeira. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, he was on a five-fight win streak, which included his title win over Dominic Reyes and his first title defense against Israel Adesanya, which he became the first man to beat Izzy in the sport of MMA. His opponent, Alexander Rakic, is coming into this fight riding a two-fight win streak with wins over Anthony Smith and most recently, Tiago Santos. Um, that fight was in March of last year, so he's been out for a while, mm-hmm. um, which is worth mentioning. Over a year, I couldn't didn't see any injuries, did some research, didn't find anything, so I don't know timing, whatever. I know this fight was supposed to happen, um, and Jan pulled out. Yeah, Jan got hurt. Um, but of... Uh, Rakic's seven UFC fights, uh, he only holds one loss in the promotion. So, um, only lost once. And uh, leading up uh, to that one loss, which was to Vulcan Ozdemir, he was a guy a lot of people were starting to peg as like a future title contender and was really kind of starting to come into his own. And a win here definitely sees him get back into that title talk. But on the other side, a win for Jan could see him right back into a title fight. So, um, two guys, top of the division. Like I said, I... I don't know if number one contender is on the line necessarily, but I would say this definitely with, you know, um, uh, Magomed out there in line, uh, Anthony Smith, Jamal Hill, but big, big title implications still nonetheless. What do you guys think? How did uh, Roger, how did he beat Smith? So it was a unanimous decision. Um, I was impressed, man. So defended all of, it was really weird. He, most of the fight was him on top of Anthony Smith, um, ground and pound. And but all he never got a takedown in the fight. It was basically counter An- wrestling. Yeah, so Anthony Smith kept <clears throat> trying to drag him down, and he would kind of shuck him off, or he would slide off, get too high, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, Rockets would just follow him to the ground. But phenomenal top pressure. Yeah, Twelve minutes of control. Gotta give That's him. Crazy. Yeah, gotta give him. Yeah, it was nuts. Um, so you gotta give him that. I mean, Anthony Smith's a guy that has a really good guard. You know, he mm-hmm. was trying stuff. Um, I also thought in that Ozdemir fight. Um. He's got a couple good single legs in there. He's got a really decent snatch single. Um, and um, the only thing with that is he gassed a little bit in the third round of that Ozdemir fight, which I think kind of cost him a little bit. But it seems to be something he's corrected because that wasn't an issue in his next couple fights, mm-hmm. or especially his last two fights for sure. Um, mm-hmm. um, he has been a main eventer before, but has never been five rounds, which we always, you know, that's always worth mentioning. Jan definitely holds an advantage there. But mm-hmm. Jan Blachowicz is Jan Blachowicz. Yeah. Right? I mean, just that Polish power, baby. He well, can put anybody out. Yeah, and Rakic, uh, I feel like, him and Santos felt like a little bit of a, these guys aren't necessarily fighting at that level. The top guys are, uh, it was, if I remember it was, correct. Yeah, it wasn't a bad fight. It was very technical. Yeah. I would say that. I remember um, them being both being a little pensive and a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of like a chess match. Explosion and then, then sit yeah, back for a well, while. Explosion. Santos wasn't, you know, obviously Santos, he doesn't have that movement. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when he beat Jan, you know, back in those days when he was just a killer, you know, the John Jones fight and stuff. Um, so, you know, there was that aspect of it. Rakic isn't a guy, I mean, he's finished a lot of people, don't get me wrong, but, you know, just didn't really ever get that big shot. I don't know, it was kind of, it was just a technical fight, I would yeah. say. I mean, it was, yeah, and I think, you know, for, for Jan, you know, not only with the Reyes and Adesanya win, but, I mean, before that, beating Corey Anderson, who's yeah. killing it in Bellator, he's beat Tiago Santos by knockout. I mean, he's beat everybody. He's sure. beat Jared Cannonier. Um so it, it is tough because he, not only does he have a five-round advantage, but he's also seen the best of the best. And Thiago Santos is the best guy that, that Rakic has fought, in my opinion. 
Um, so but I think that was a, a, a Santos that was very different from everyone else. Oh, so for far. sure. Oh, you know? for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, um, but I, I do think that Jan holds a lot of advantages here, and I think he just has more ways to win. Um, as far as like utilizing his wrestling and some of the stuff that he does, his ground and pound really well. I don't know, man. I think Rakic has some really good takedown defense. I think it's really underrated. Um, I, I do think he is the more technical, high-level striker. Um, he's really rangy. His, you want to see a calf kick clinic, go watch him versus Anthony Smith. He landed about three of them in Anthony in the first round, mm-hmm. in like the first two minutes, and Anthony Smith went down. Nice. I mean, they are nasty. His kicks um, are nasty. Obviously, Jan's got that filthy body kick that he mm-hmm. destroyed Dominic Reyes's <laughs> body with. Yeah. Um, so just two really high-level strikers. Um, I don't know that I'd be so quick to give Jan the grappling advantage um, because I think Rakic especially too, like Jan's really good at taking guys down off the cage. I think Rakic is really good at defending there. That's where mm-hmm. he defended Anthony Smith. And um, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be a really, really technical, I think, could be a little slow too. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be like... Yeah, I could see that. Uh, just based off of the Santos fight. Yeah. If he feels like it's something that he has to be... Careful of, and, and you do too. have to be careful of Jan. He does yeah. have power. Rakic has some good head movement as yeah. well. Yeah, so it's definitely going to be a little bit of a, a chess match. I do like chess. <laughs> he might be doing some castling. We learned about that. Brandon, yesterday. you have offered nothing to this fight. Let's hear it. I I don't know, man. So for me, the biggest thing is uh, Jan's last fight, right? So he lost to Teixeira, and I. I just wonder what kind of headspace he's in because um, he was looking really good up into up to that fight, right? He had just come off the win over Reyes. Was that the fight before? Adesanya. Was Adesanya. Before. Oh, Adesanya, yeah. Reyes before that, and then he was on a little streak up until he got the title. Like, yeah. He was looking really good. And yeah. so, and I was just kind of, you know, everyone's getting choked out by Teixeira, so I don't think that necessarily sure. is a, a glaring <laughs> hole in Jan's game. So I have a feeling in this fight we're going to see Jan sort of coming almost like with a vengeance because he's one of those guys that I think just gets really into like he's got those weird rituals yeah he's into like energy and that kind of stuff right so I just have a feeling you we keep saying chess match but it wouldn't surprise me if Jan tries to make a statement here and he comes out yeah. and just takes it to wreckage yeah. I think that wouldn't be a bad idea actually you know I don't think I think if he comes out and just tries to make it a a filthy brawl, you know, in mm-hmm. a sense, or, or in his own way, because he's such a weird striker, man. He's so mm-hmm. different and so unique that even when you're watching, you know, other guys fight, it's so hard to compare anybody to what Jan does, right. you know, because it is just so different. So, and he's not getting any younger. Thirty nine. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you got to think that he's probably he, this might be his last little chance at running up because sure. you do have this youth movement that's coming up or these this new blood that's coming up in the division. So hopefully he has a little bit of sense of urgency. Who's the last guy that Ratch- Rakic finished? Um, it was before Manoir. the Ozdemar. Yeah, it was for, right before Ozdemar. Jimmy Manoir. Yeah, it was knocked that, him out. That was a head kick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's not. He knocked out. He knocked every- out Devin Clark too, which that's yeah. a, that age is a little bit better now too, as as good as he's mm-hmm. been. Yeah, John, what's your pick? I'm taking Jan Blahovich. I'm gonna say third round TKO. I'm gonna go Alexander Rakic. Um, really impressed. Like I said, watched a lot of him this week. Really impressed with what I saw. I think he's you know obviously. Um, I, I really – I think I'm maybe looking too much into Jan's age and then losing to Glover. You know, I don't, I'm, I was thinking more of the, side, the mental side of it like you were. Um, and I think Rakic is a guy that's probably just full of confidence right now and knows what this win can do for him and his time. We'll see if it's now. But the Polish power is for real. So I wouldn't be expected if I, I'm wrong about that. But I think if uh, Rakic does win this – 
Man, I could see him finishing, but I think I'll take unanimous decision. We might go all five rounds here. Yeah, I think it might go five rounds as well. Um, I'm going to go Jan. I'll go Blahovich by uh, decision. There it is. Um, also on this card, co-main Ryan Spann versus Eon Kuntalabe. Wavy Davy Grant, baby. Yeah. He's back. Takes on Luis Schmolka. Then you got Caitlin Chukagian versus Amanda Hibas. So really, really, really. Caitlin wins that. She probably gets a title shot. Yeah, great. She's number one. Great, uh, great main card here for a UFC fight night. And I know we haven't been, just for the record, I know we haven't been doing multiple picks for these fight nights. But um, the reason is, number one, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's every week. It's too much. And like Ryan Spann and Eon Kuntalabe are both on losing streaks. So we're not about right. to, see, you know, we like John, I think you mentioned we could have done Kuntalabe or uh, Chukagian, yeah. Hibas, because that is a pretty big fight. But mm-hmm. uh, we'd rather just keep it moving and fill it with every, other things like what our game is today. <laughs> yeah. So, John, tell us what we're about to play here. We're about to play Who's Your Mama. Oh, yeah. And in this game, what I'm going to do to you guys is you guys are going to be playing the role of um, a child. Baby. And I'm going to... Well, wait, wait. Brandon is a child. Yeah, he's a man child. <laughs> what are you talking about? Wow. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you like three or four facts about this person. Some of it was hard to do without giving them away, so I kind of made it a little challenging. Okay. But at the end, you have to tell me who your mom would be based on what I told you. Okay. You excited about this, Brandon? I feel slightly confused. We're going to go with it. So, so he's going to give us some clues about yes. who this person is, and it's for Mother's Day, Brandon. You're overthinking. This I is what you, you know. What we do this for is what this you podcast. Do. Yeah, this is we what put you so do. much time in. Oh, this is what you do. You're thing. overthinking. Yeah. All it is, he's going to read off things, and you're just going to tell him who your Mama. is. Okay. That's it. Okay. And he's going to say it, and then he's going to say, "Who's your?" Mama. <laughs> People are probably so sick of hearing. No, that. they're going to love it. <laughs> That's going to be the clip. All right, let's get. Let's go. All righty. So first one. This is the first mother to fight in the UFC. Whoa. First female fighter to have a kid to fight in the UFC. Love it. She's the first female fighter in UFC to win by TKO. Okay. Um, she's been ranked top 10 in two different promotions, and she's 2-2 two and two versus uh, former UFC champions. Who is your... I don't know if I spelled it right. Am I just showing you? You might want to hold it back so he don't steal your answer, dude. It's pointed. Uh, can you read them one more time? Okay. First mother to fight in the UFC. Yes. First female. Was in she a mother when she fought? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she was the first woman with a child to fight in the UFC. Uh, she's the first female fighter in the UFC to win by TKO. She's been ranked top 10 in two different promotions, and she's 2-2 two and two versus her, uh, former UFC champions. Okay. I think I got it. Show me who your mama is. Nate Kazingano. Oh. Yeah. I thought the first TKO thing was kind of crazy, but then you think about how long it took them to get the female. Can divisions. I tell you something, Brandon? Yeah. I told Ash that we were doing this today, and she's out there adamantly rooting for you. She's like <laughs> praying that I lose this. She's like, you're so mean to them. I just want them to beat you one time. So I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if this is rigged. I'm just turning the pressure up on you. You, would, you strike me as the person one who point. would like get the answers beforehand just so you look good. One point. All right, next round. This lady is a bantamweight. Wait, what did Brandon say for that? He said Sarah McMahon. Oh, not a bad shout. Yeah. It's not a bad shout. Okay, this woman is a bantamweight. Okay. She's a silver medalist and a two-time bronze medalist. And she's 0-4 against former champions, and she has five wins by submission. Who is your... Who? Who's your 
Thank you. All right, fellas. Ready? Let's see him. Brandon going with the double yeah. answer gets it right. Sarah McMahon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know she. I didn't even know she was a mom. She's what? a silver medalist and two times bronze medalist in wrestling. I said Ronda Rousey. Yeah, Owen yeah, four against four former times. champions. That's bad. And then five wins by submission. So Jeez. ouch. So we're tied up here. One one. Give yourself a little notch on the corner. Uno de uno. Now we're getting good. All right, our next mother. She's oh. the straw weight. She's currently ranked in the top ten. She has a loss to a current champion. She had her daughter in 2020, and she's a third-degree black belt in Taekwondo. Oh, wait. Who's your... Mama. I'm just listing people I know are moms at this point. All right. <sighs> Let's see the answers, fellas. I, I, I don't know. Both of you are wrong. It's Nina. Uh, oh, Nina Nunes. I thought the 2020 thing or might get to you, might help you guys, but she has a loss against Carlos Esparza. Who'd you say? Her. Same as you, Kenzie yeah. Dern. Yeah. Well, I know it's a jiu-jitsu black belt, but it wouldn't surprise me. I, that's what I was. I thought it was like he was trying to trick us. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah I, I definitely threw the taekwondo in there to make you. Hmm. I would have never. Oh, sorry. Oh. I don't know anything about Nina Nunes. So yeah. <laughs> you could have said anything. All right. Our next one is also a straw weight. Okay. She's ranked in the top five. Okay. She has seven wins by submission. She's in the top 15 pound for pound in women rankings, and she has a million followers on Instagram. Ugh, you answered quick. Can I get like a timer? It's do, tough. Do. Just play mama a bunch of times. Yeah. Can, you, can you read them one more time? Okay. She's a straw weight. She's ranked in the top five in the straw weight division. She has seven wins by submission. She's in the top 15 pound-for-pound pound women rankings, and she has oh. a million followers on Instagram. Now I'm second-guessing. Again, I'm just listing people I know are moms. I feel like I'm going to regret this one. Oh, stop it. Stop one, it. One. All right, let's see the I'm answers. I'm going to regret this. Yeah, you're both right. Kinsey Durham. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I almost freaking switched it to <laughs> Michelle Watterson, and I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, when I was coming through, like I knew she was like real popular on social media. Yeah, so that's I was, like, it. The, the million, million that's what got like, me. Mm, yeah, probably yeah. about a million. Oh, yeah, because, uh, well, but go ahead. Yeah. So, <laughs> moving on. Um, this is our last one. Oh, gosh. Ooh, so, we're oh, we're up. tied up, too. Yep. So, this is for the winner, or you guys have to like hug um, chest to chest if you Kay. die. Chest bump. All right. This a woman is a former antimweight, flyweight, and a current strawweight. She's Ooh. a black belt in one discipline and a brown belt in another. She has nine wins by submissions. She's 3-0 and against champs, and she's performed stunts for Natalie Portman in the first Thor movie, which is a cool fun fact. Well, I think you just gave it away. So who's your... Mama. Evidently, I didn't. I guess not. Tell, can you say it one more time? Sorry. Okay. A uh, former antimweight and flyweight, current strawweight. She's a black belt in one discipline and a brown belt in another. She has nine wins by submission, 0-3 against champions, and she's performed some stunts for Natalie Portman in the first Thor movie. Stop second-guessing yourself. Gosh, why do I do yeah, this? How it feels to be on this side of the game, dude? Yeah, Sometimes know, you get man. a little a little sweaty. This is a little sweaty game. All right, let's see the answers. I don't like this. Nathan, you are our winner. Michelle Watson. Yeah, suck on it, baby. I didn't know the Thor thing. Is that what I got it for you? Yeah. Well, uh, the uh, the Adam weight because she was the Adam weight champ for Invicta. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I that's what stuck out to me when he said that. Um, I was like, man, because I, I remember her being the Adam weight champion because you know I know stuff. Right. She's a black belt in karate, brown belt in jujitsu. I thought the nine wins by submission might be throw people off Waterson a little did. bit. 
But what, uh, what'd you think of that, Brandon? It threw me off. Now you guys know who your mama <laughs> is. Happy Mother's Day, people. Let's get to the news. All right. The news. Mm. We're going on the news. Mm-mm. If you don't like it, Brandon will punch you and give you a bruise. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the thing. We, uh, I don't know if you guys, if you guys haven't seen, there was a picture leaked of a bunch of uh, fight announcements. Do you know where that came from? No, I do not. So apparently he did a podcast. That's a, I watched that podcast. Okay. Yeah. I guess Dana did a podcast in there. and then, That was in the background. Yeah. So it, it essentially showed a bunch of the upcoming fights and then <laughs> UFC kind of just like, all right, well, we just might as well announce all these. So this is all fight announcements for the most, most part. Most of them. Um, so I'm not, I can't even go order in like most important cause I just have too many. So we have, um, last night they did make Paula Costa and Luke Rockhold official UFC 277 July 30th. I like it. Which is a good one cause Costa did say he only wanted to fight Vittori, but you know, a good chance for Rockhold. Um, we have Alexander Volkanovsky and Max Holloway targeted for UFC 276 for a title fight. Big quick turnaround for Volkanovsky and Holloway getting his last chance at the belt, you would think. So that's a big one. Um, we have Sean Strickland and Alex Pereira being shifted from UFC 277 to 276, which is where we'll have the Adesanya Cannoneer fight. Um, we also have oh Nate Diaz and Hamzat in the works. That's a hold on. I got so I got I I was, I'm in a, I had this queued up and I forgot to edit it, so I'm just gonna play it. But this was Dana White when they asked him in the post fight last night. Like you guys got to hear this answer. Hold on. This is what he said when they asked him about the board. People kind of freaking out when they saw that war room, all the fights on the board and stuff. I know a lot of those have been confirmed. I'm sure you, I'm sure you know what I'm going to ask. Nate Diaz versus Hamzat Chmaev. What's the deal? With yeah, some, some of those are just placeholders. So when we go in there, we'll have placeholders. And place. so wow. None of that stuff is, is are done deals. Those are all just, some of them are just placeholders. Some just of placeholder. them are done. Come on. Come That's a very <laughs> specific placeholder does, out does of all not, the people. Does he not sound like Donald Trump? Then? Oh, yeah. So those, are, those are just placeholders. Some of them, they're just placeholders. I tricked you. Gotcha. No big deal. We look at them. We go through them. And that they were just right. placeholders. So who knows on that? I love I was like <laughs> dying laughing at that. Oh, the, you guys got to go watch it because it's, fa- it's, it's, yeah, it's the face. It. It's the yeah. face where it's like, oh, some, some of those are just placeholders. <sighs> Amongst ahead, those, so. uh, we have UFC. Hold on. Time out. If it was placeholders, you would just throw two random names up. Like, it'd or you be put like, one fighter and then two. Well, doesn't he, doesn't he go on though to say like some of these are done and some of them are not? Yeah, but it was like if it, they were just placeholders, you would see like Michelle Waterson versus Francis Ngannou. Like you would just grab two names, and right? Just, like you wouldn't. It wouldn't be two well, guys, two guys that could actually. He's got to save face, right? Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. Uh, sorry. UFC two seventy seven. We have Magomed Ankalaev, 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 and Anthony Smith. Big big fight. Such there. a good fight. Um, another cool one: Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barberina. Yeah, UFC two seventy six. Sean O'Malley and our boy Pedro Munoz. Yeah. 276. Yeah, it's a huge fight for him. Huge step up. Uh, we have Rodrigo Buentarin and Manel Kopp. Great. Good fight. 275. That's a big one. Um, we have Tiago Santos and Jamal Hill expected at a UFC event August 6th. Huge fight for Hill. and I mean, huge fight for Santos, too, if he wants to keep his name up there. Yeah. Uh, we got Cody Garbrandt and Hani Yaya. Which is like, man, the fall, the fall from grace there is kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah, you're fighting Hani Aya. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have Nathan's favorite nickname for a fight. Go ahead. What? RDA. Oh, the Rafa Bowl. The Rafa Bowl. We have Rafael Dos Anjos and Rafael Faziv. That's going to be a UFC fight night July 9th. 
uh, we have something that we've kind of argued about on here during our uh, all world or our uh, all time MMA. We have Armand Sarukian versus Matisse Kamrat. It's a huge yeah, fight. A, I saw that's that a one. big one. Man, yeah, that's a big one for the division. That'd be fun. Um, also, um, with Yo, uh, Yo Romero won this weekend too, yeah. or this week Friday. Uh, he's getting booked with the original fight for that Melvin Manoff. Yeah. Um, that's going to be happening. So that got booked. It's in Dublin. So yeah. that's all of our fight announcements. And then also last night we had a big boxing match where fall from grace. You've seen somebody take a chance to go up and wait and Canelo it didn't pay Alvarez. off. Canelo Alvarez loses a decision Yikes. to Dimitri Bivol. And if you go and watch the fight, he just... It was too much. He bit off too much. It's kind of like the Izzy Yon so you thing. Think he, you think he went up too much? Like he was yeah. just too undersized. He was way. He, yeah. he just couldn't do anything. His big shots weren't getting in, and he was just yeah. getting jabbed to death. I mean, look at Izzy, man. Yeah, you I dare, mean, dare to be great. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, because if he wins that, you're like, oh man, this guy keeps going up and winning. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty. I mean, everybody wants to fight Canelo. Isn't He's it like crazy. Honor. He fought Floyd. What, what the? Like, yeah, one. 30, 140 something. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But I did want to say one last thing in for the news. Uh, Carla Esparza announced that she's going to walk down the aisle with her belt as her something new. <laughs> it's going to be I wrapped mean, around her dress. I, mean, I don't blame her. Hey, yeah, how do you not? At the end of the day, shout out to Carla Esparza. Yeah, I mean, two and against, against Rose, two time champion. Yeah. Took advantage of it. Can't like, be mad. Can't judges make the decisions, man. But just know, Jessica Andrade, Andrade, yeesh. she's ready for something. Cause she's, she's ready t- for some smoke. She's talking that talk on the, the interwebs. So that's what we got for the news, fellas. Were we gonna say something? I got an impromptu facts. Don't care. Uh, well, we, I was gonna have you do one next week. That's fine. So do you want to do it now? No, I can save it. You see, you'll do it. Is it good enough for like a whole segment, or is it like something real quick? No, it's good enough for a second. Okay, okay, yeah, let's okay. wait. Cause I, I, it's funny. I was literally gonna. Uh, I was kind of debating on throwing it out there, and then I was kind of looking at time to see what we had. And then I was going. I like the teaser though. Yeah, yeah. give people something. Get to come ready because you should see the look in Brandon's eyes right now. And he's he's, <laughs> he's focused. He's, he's got in. he's got something. Hold on, he's dialed in. He's dialed. John, what is our song of the week? Obviously, it's a song for Mama, Boys to Men. Oh, sticking with it. Yeah. One. I mean, I got to write it out. Hopefully, Brandon will listen to it and then he can send it to his mom. Listen to it on the way home. He's not going to listen to it. All right, he promised. Brandon, what's your one for the people? Happy Mother's Day. John, what's your one for the people? Brandon's off today, man. Something's off with Brandon. What is wrong with that? I think he's like mentally, are you mentally warped? Did you have a busy day? I mean, I'm tired. So I got home at two and then I got up at six and went and did Jiu-Jitsu with Chase. So I've been up. I only got like three hours of sleep last night. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. John, what's your one for the people? Uh, Finished up some big uh, TV shows, Moon Knight and Ozark. I, I liked both of them and then went and seen Doctor Strange. Thought it was a great movie. It's a lot to take in. I have but not heard good things about it. It's a lot to take in, but I enjoyed about what? it. Uh, Doctor Strange. Who are you talking to? Just I've just seen people. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I haven't like talked to anybody. Just I haven't seen people very excited. It's about a lot it. to take in. But have I, you seen it? I enjoyed. No, it. I've heard that about Morbius, but I didn't hear that about Doctor. Yeah, Strange. I heard not good things about Morbius yeah. either. But yeah, just um, seems like a lot of people uh, like. It seems like the popular opinion I'll say is just that. Um, it's just different. Well, two, it was supposed to be different. two and a half hours, but the COVID stuff cut it down, so it's only two. So I wonder if they had to mm. maybe cut some things and throw it together. But I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. So mm. check that out if you're into that. I'm only three episodes into Ozark, kind of having a hard time getting into it. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't. I didn't like the ending. You said that, yeah. and I like last week. You were like, "No, I gotta be honest. Not too impressed." Really didn't. And I thought you were crazy because of how good the first half of it was. Dude, I'm struggling to want to watch it. I'm well, three. The first three episodes are like, yeah, and keep me mm-hmm. up to date because yeah. did, I didn't think it got better. But the payoff's not there. But it is so hard to end a show because, yeah. like, as like with Game of Thrones, like we know, 
I didn't mind the end of Game no, of Thrones, I didn't but I, it has to end. Yeah. So you're not going to make everybody happy. Yeah, because everybody has their like diehard conspiracy of how it's going to end. Right. So when it doesn't happen, they're mad. Well, and you'd yeah. rather get an ending than them cancel it or right. like, oh, we only got one more season left, so let's just throw something together. You know. So uh, what's your one? Uh, my one is definitely Happy Mother's Day. Um, but I think it's worth. Uh, so we all are very fortunate, obviously, to have you know our moms in our lives. But mm-hmm. um, it's very important to remember um, that this day is also a really rough one for those that don't have their mom around so we just want to remember all the moms uh, Mm -hmm. who aren't with us wish them a happy mother's day as well and if you are someone um, who's celebrating without your mom today uh, we definitely send our love to you for sure from the neon belly podcast also gotta say happy birthday to john's mom Mm -hmm. our ground sensei jacob herlock happy birthday let's give it to him she's my sister everybody knows that (laughs) confusion He's your, your big sis. How old yeah. is he? Do we know? What do you guess? What would you guess? Mm, if you were to guess the age. About four years older than me. 30, 31. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Is he like, John, you think he's one of those people that could be anywhere between like 22 and 48? Him and Tanner, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. There's certain people you meet in your life and it's uh, like, like Kyle. Who knows how old Kyle is? Good, good luck. I know Kyle is 30. Is he though? 31. I would have never guessed. That might that. be what he tells people. Him, Schaefer, and Jacob are like all the same age. I don't even know, man. It's weird. Weird life out here, man. People are weird. Brandon's weird. Something's off with you, man. Yeah, are you keep saying Are you okay? Are you off? I'm really, really worried just about like, you. Yeah, John. Yeah, Jacob we, whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> something's off. It's like projection. Like <laughs> He's like a degree under body temp, dude. I don't I, know. Like, I, I feel weird even ending the episode. Why? What's, I don't even what, know. How am I off? What do you I, mean? I don't know. Yeah, John's. <laughs> was it that? Was it John counting you at the beginning? That was just what, like, what is this? <laughs> he like, was trying to cue you in. I don't know what this is. He was giving you a countdown. It's like mesmerizing you now. <laughs> if I ever want to distract you, I know. Guys, Willie will be back next Monday, as we always are. Yeah. We're the most loyal thing in your life. Remember that. Yeah, and we're the coolest. And definitely the coolest mixed martial arts podcast in the freaking world. Can't wait for this fact. Don't care about your feelings from Brandon. He's going to be in a much better mood next week. We'll see you guys then. Peace. Peace. I love you, Mom.